Welcome to the She Who Wins podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bauer. I'm an attorney, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and investor. This is the place where we dive into all of the things that matter to you and most importantly, uncover what's holding you back from realizing your dreams. Because she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins. When was the last time you danced? Like, I mean, music came on and you just let it all out. So I grew up as a dancer. I did tap, jazz, ballet, even something called street dance. But yet as an adult, I've somehow lost my rhythm. So today's guest is Tara Romano, who is a movement facilitator and a kick-ass dancer. But she's also a personal development junkie. And she is an unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you unleash and let go so that you can become the best version of yourself. I can't wait for you to meet her. Hi, Tara. Welcome. Hi. So good to be here. So I'm, I'm so pumped to have you here today and talk about all of the things. You are a dancer. Um, and that's actually how we connected because I was following you and was like, oh, I used to be able to move like that. <laughs> And I can't anymore. Um, so, but you, you are so much more than that. You are a self-love advocate. So let's, let's start there because I know that that's where your passion is, is really helping women express themselves. Um, and for you, it's through dance, but let's start with self-love and what that means to you, because we hear that term thrown out a lot is like self-love. And I, I think sometimes it's hard to kind of put words to what that even looks like. Oh, so good. Um, first of all, it's so good to be here too. And to hear you say that I'm a dancer, it actually makes me laugh because I actually, um, I was never a trained dancer. And my mom reminds me that when I was five years old, I would throw myself on the floor kicking and screaming when I had to go to dance lessons. So it's so interesting that as I've gotten older, um, like movement, healing through movement, um, connecting through movement has just been my life's biggest work and biggest passion. So, um, and that's actually what I, I say. I'm like, it's it's not dancing because I think we hear dancing and we're like, I can't do that. Like, I don't have rhythm. But in actuality, what I say often is before we could even speak, our bodies moved. Our bodies moved to when we put music on and we kind of just wiggled and like, really, that's all it is. And I feel like music and movement put together is just so healing. So um, when I think of self-love, and it's so interesting because I'm I'm getting ready to do a self-love course online um, and I am so passionate about it. And I believe that it means different things to different people and also depending on what part of their life journey that they're in. Um, and often we see self-love, which is often um, termed self-care too, in terms of like baths and lighting candles and mm -hmm. you know taking time out for a pedicure. And that's true because that is self-love because a lot of us don't allow ourselves that time to um, get a pedicure or take a bath because we feel guilty of all the things that we should be doing instead of that. So yes, that is self-love and self-care. But I really feel like um, when we get deep into what self-love is, it's so much more of that. And we have to strip away the layers of the filling of what's inside. And to me right now in this moment, and I get goosebumps even just talking about it, um, 
because even just that term for people can might be triggering because they're like, I don't have time to even talk about this right now. So self-love, I really think is stripping away all of the noise um, that we hear and the um, recommendations that we see constantly on social media of telling us how we should show up, what we should be doing, how we should be raising our children, what we should be doing in our careers, and just silencing out that noise and getting really connected to what it is that intuitively we really want to do for ourselves. And that is not easy. It's not an easy thing. So I think it's really tapping into that, um, knowing what is good for our mental health, our well-being without uh, hearing advice from other people. How do you do that when we are just inundated with messages from media and social media? And I mean, let's face it, the beauty products that are meant to fix something that is perceived as flawed. And as, you know, as we get older, it's like all of the things to prevent aging. And it's like all of these messages are coming at us, telling us we need to fix who we are. So how do you tune all of that out when so much of what we hear and consume and see is telling us something very different than what you're saying? Oh, that's such a great question. And I'll always be completely honest. It's not easy all the time. And we really have to program ourselves um, to consciously choose what we're doing throughout the day. So let's start with social media because it has gotten to be, and it's such a blessing, right? I mean, we've connected through social media. I'm so grateful for the connections on social media. And if we are not utilizing it in an intentional way, it can really, really affect our mental health. And I have felt that before. And I feel like all of us might have felt that at, at some point in time. So again, you have to be really intentional. And and um, like, for instance, when I when I go on social media, I'm not a scroller. Uh, and, and this is not always easy. But if I'm going to look at someone's story, I'm going there to connect with them. And I might um, just have a comment. I, I definitely go there to purposely connect. Because if I don't, I'm scrolling through and I'm looking oh my gosh, I should be doing this. I'm not doing that. Should I be doing that? And my mind starts ping-ponging to all of the things that are coming at me. And of course, pictures, videos, filters, they're all real. And even it's interesting, like when I logged on here, I was like, I was looking at my lighting. I'm like, oof, I'm like, that lighting is it's just not the best lighting. And we could see these beautiful things in people. And what I truly feel is um, it's going to be different for everyone when it comes to like what we see and how we feel about ourselves. But I will tell you, and just from experience, if we're not feeling good inside, it it just doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. Do you know? I mean, I've, we've even seen that online. People, beautiful actresses and uh, successful people, whatever success means to you, and that's just a whole nother topic. You know, we look at them and think, if I had their life, if I had that amount of followers, if I looked like that, you know, we think that we'd be fixed, the pain would be gone. But really, that's just not the case. And I see it time and time again. I've actually, um, uh, side note, I'm really into um, listening and reading celebrity memoirs, uh, people who are, um, who've, you know, made an impact in the world too. And it, there's such a theme of, like trauma and and healing that happens inside that they've shared through these stories. And so it just goes to show you that um, what we see is not always really what's happening. I read a, a while ago, it, it's old now, is JLo's memoir. And where she talked about 
she had come on with, um, she performed with Mark Anthony and she was married to at the time, right? Is that who she was married to? Yeah. And, um, and she had so much insecurity around that performance. And it's like, when you look at someone like that, who you think like, oh, she's perfect in every way. She's physically perfect. And there was so much going on with her too. And I think that that's a great point is that behind the facade of the makeup and the filters and the fillers and all of that, that, you know, we're all just humans, just trying to reach some level that we think is like, perfect or trying to, you know, this perception that we have to put out there. And, you know, it's, it, we can never attain it. Like we can always, no matter how beautiful you are or how perfect you are, it's perceived like you're still trying to reach some other next level. And I think that as humans, that's what we do. Yeah. And I actually, one of my yoga and, uh, and teachers shared this the other day and I could not uh, agree more we want the million dollars or the million followers or looking like this, losing the whatever it is. We all have a goal and no, goals are are great. I, I think they're they're amazing to have something to work towards. Once we achieve it, we're going to want more. You're going to want $2 million and then $8 million and then more followers. And honestly, and I, and, and take a, um, I, I'm living proof of, of that. And I always share how I've, oh, I've attained so much of my, um, New Year's resolutions and my, my boards, my vision boards. And once I got there and had all of the things that people were working towards, there was still something missing. Like it never felt enough. I never felt good enough. Cause after like I attained one thing and the excitement was over, I was still sitting with myself. And at the end of the day, that's what happens. Like you, at the end of the day, we all put our head down on a pillow and it's us that we sit with. So can't be on social media all day. And I think we try to fill these feelings of lack with, you know, watching TV, um, you know, food, drinking, like that, that's a, again, that's a, just even another bigger topic, but really um, just back to even talking about what we see on social media and self-love and what we're looking for. We are the only ones who will ever be able to give ourselves what we need. And it's so easy for me to say because I've been through it up and down so many times. But that is why my work through movement is so I, I'm so passionate about because when we're energy beings, like we are energy beings, um, there's so much of energy in the world. And when we can shift that, we can really shift ourselves too and express ourselves in the way that we that truly resonates with who we are. This message is for the dreamers, doers, and goal-getters out there. The She Who Wins Summit, a live event experience, is coming to Connecticut on April 28th and 29th, 2023. It's time to supercharge your soul so you can show up even more powerfully in your life, in your relationships, and in your business and career. Learn more at shewhowins.com. And let's just get something straight. You are a dancer in every definition of what that is. Like, if you're listening to this, like you have to go follow her on social media and we'll give her links. But she moves like in it, 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 it's awesome because I grew up like I grew up that that ballet and like the bar and the perfection and all that stuff. And like you get out there and you just freaking rock and like it's awesome. And, you know, I think for like over the years going into adulthood, like there was a part of me that became like more refined, less like likely to kind of let go. 
And I'm like, you just let go. So like, how do you, let's like, what, what does letting go look like for someone, whether it's through movement or through anything else in their life where they're kind of grasping some sort of control? Like, what's the first step? I, I feel like we let go energetically. Um, I don't feel like, and it's not just one time we let go over and over and over and over again. It's through our mind. It's through our words. It's through even the word surrender. Like, um, it used to frustrate me. I'm like, I don't understand about surrender, but it's a feeling. It's actually an energetic shift that you can even feel in your body. Like, I always tell, like, if I was to see you in person, I'm like, I would be like, what, when you're frustrated, how are you sitting? Like when you're nervous, uh, um, fear, like fearful of the future, whatever you're feeling, like, what's your body look like? And it's more restricted. You're more like shoulders, um, you know, forward, uh, hanging your head a little bit, maybe clenching your hands. And then I'm like, all right. So how would you feel like when you're excited, when you're confident, like what's your body language there? And then like, I would even have people clap their hands and say like, can you say I'm depressed? I'm depressed. Like it's almost like, you know, you laugh a little bit because it's just a shift in your energy. And this is not to bypass emotions. I am very much, I believe that there's no good or bad emotions. It's just energy that needs to be shifted. So, you know, at one point I used to, I used to think good vibes only. I used to have a group called good vibe tribe, but I'm like, no, it's, it's not just that we have to feel our feelings. And in order to do that movement helps movement helps. And it doesn't even need to be dance or movement, but turn on your favorite song. And, you know, depending on like what kind of song it is, it's going to shift your mood. So I I just feel strongly and, and we don't just like think, we don't think things away. We it's, it's the shift in your body. How did you start doing this? Like how, how did you make that transition and realize that this worked and you could help other women by helping them to let go too? So I, I've been, I've, I've been in group exercise, uh, for over two decades now, which is so wild. And, um, I always love to move. I always love to dance and Zumba came around. So and I remember being like, what is this? Like, and I had taught like uh, choreography dance a little bit, like nothing crazy, but Zumba came and I was just like in awe and I became a Zumba instructor and I like, I just literally fell in love. I even started a YouTube channel, which was so significant in my path of like connecting with people. Then I created my own format. I I loved like like a sexier format. It was called it's called tone and tease. I haven't done it in um probably like a year and a half or so, but it's where it's basic fitness and dance movements with like a sexy edge. I started doing it with a chair, and then we added heels. So basically. My favorite thing that I ever do, and I actually just did it this last weekend at an event that I um, I did in my town, but like even just walking. So if someone's listening right now, I would just think about what you're doing when you're walking from your house to your car or your car, car somewhere else. And a lot of people are like, like thinking about what I have to do, looking at my phone, thinking about your to-do list, whatever it is. But like, imagine if you just put everything away and actually walked with your shoulders back and just, you know, and I... We talk about changing your state, alter ego. There's a whole um, a whole thing of it. And I had a woman when I first started going to like personal development events and women's events. This is years ago. She said, I would love to have your movement at my event. Very similar to what I'm going to be doing at your event. And I that's I mean, this was like almost 10 years ago. And over time, 
I started sharing a little bit of my story. So I would be in front of these women. I would be wearing shiny pants, high heel boots, hair down, lipstick. And that's that's just a part of me. And I, I call that part Eva. So I go into an alter ego part because we all have lots of parts to each other. You know, I'm not every day walking out with my hair down, high heel boots, shiny pants. But that is a part of me that like when I need to anchor her in, I can so I would love to, I started to share a little bit more about my story, about my uh, challenges that I've had. Then I, we would do a visualization. And I found that like the women, when I would first come in, who didn't know me, who was like, all right, yeah, I, I'm not even listening to you. I have real struggles. You don't even know me. Like, I don't know what this it is. So once I could strip down those walls and we really realized that we're all, honestly, when it comes down to it, like we are all so similar than we lead to believe we're just looking to be seen. We're looking to be heard. We're looking for love. It's, you know, it's, it's either love or fear that we're living in. So I, I, it was really over time in doing these events and being in front of people and truly, truly connecting that had brought me to the place where I actually had my own event, um, a few years, uh, your life unleashed. And so it was taking everything I learned from Zumba dancing, the fitness world, the personal development world, all of this um, into into what 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 it is today, which is I so much. Yeah. I love that. So, fun fact that I don't ever talk about is I was a step aerobics instructor in college. So I too, <laughs> I strapped on the mic like the little fanny pack with the mic in there. So I love um, I love movement too. But so as you when you get in front of crowds and you have women in front of you, or even in your own studio, do you see the transformation where they're kind of stiff and a little reserved to what happens through movement and how they open up and let go? What does that look like? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. And I like, because I've been doing it so long now, like I used to get nervous. I remember being in front of women or, or anyone really just like feeling that judgment. And again, like it was me too, like having judgment against myself. I'm like, should I even be doing this? But then really just like taking a second to understand like, nope, we're here to heal, heal each other. And just knowing, um, knowing that and just, see, but just viscerally seeing like, like visually seeing them like this with their arms crossed. And then I feel like what, what translates the energy is the honesty, um, of sharing part of my story. We all have a story and I believe that we see each other and relate to each other through our stories. So I don't just get out there and be like, all right, let's flip our hair like I and expect people to open up because opening up is a process. And and I gain trust by what I share, by like how we take it one step at a time. You know, so I would joke um, because I've done some events where I, I'm doing this process at 7 a.m. I'm like, all right, I'm in, in my shiny pants and the hair. And I'm like, I know this is not your normal dress for 7 a.m., but um, again, just like kind of taking them through the process and literally towards the end, it is the most beautiful transformation of women's energy. And even I've I've worked with men too. And it's like, I've, I've had women say, I haven't had sex with my husband in a year, I'm calling him, or women who've gone through really significant hardships that are able to just be in the moment and release. And that's part of surrendering. Like, it's just, again, it's just such a, um, a, just a beautiful experience to be able to facilitate it and witness. What do you think is the turning point for them? At what point do they, does something actually shift? Like, why do you think that happens? 
Um, it, again, it's the energy and I think it's different for everyone. So I mean, I'm not saying that every single person may shift there, but it might happen after. And I think the people who, who don't let go, they're just not ready. So again, we're energy beings like, um, and I, and I, how I describe it is, um, too, like if you're rubbing your hands together for a little bit, just rub your hands together and then just like, like holding them close, you, you feel it We're it's energy. So the thoughts that we have, think about a thought or a challenge that you might have right now. And where is, where are you feeling it in your body? Whether it be your chest, whether you're clenching, whatever it is, like that means that that energy, that feeling, that situation is asking to be let go or moved through somehow. So um, I feel like the when you're in a space, whether, and even this doesn't have to happen in a full room of people who are on a similar path. I think it could be done in lots of different situations. And again, it's just over time. And I and I feel like sometimes I actually do feel like it's easier. And that's why I love these events. And I love what you're doing because sometimes when you feel that support in a room and it's a safe space where you're like, oh, okay, they feel that way too. Oh my gosh, that woman I looked up, I look up to feels that way. The woman on the stage is is in the same place as me. It's like we're giving each other hope and it feels safe to be like, <sighs> whereas maybe in our workplace or even at home, we don't feel that we can have that energetic shift because it doesn't feel safe. And I and I think once we go to go to events and get in rooms or even just maybe a small space group at your hometown, like doing that over and over again um, builds that up for people. Yeah, it's the it's um it's practice. You know, I find that like you never you don't ever, and I imagine for the woman that you work with, like the first time they do it, it isn't easy or natural. Just the more they do it, the easier and more comfortable they get. I mean, I know when I speak on stages, I like, I have to move behind stage. I am moving. I am like shaking it out. Like I can't just sit still. Like it's, it, it's totally an energy thing. It's like, I have to move the energy around. So, and there is a definite difference when I do that, then if like I was sitting out in the audience and you get called up, you know, from just a seating position, huge, huge impact. So I'll be, I'll be at the summit, like shaking my thing behind, <laughs> behind the scenes, <laughs> trying to get my energy out. So you are, um, you, you said that you haven't, and I did see something that you posted. You have something coming up where women can work with you. Do you yeah, we're doing um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing, um, it's going to be online. It's a self-love course. I had, I did it a couple of years ago. A few of them, um, usually do it like after an event because it's just like a nice shift from like everything that you learn in person and then taking it online to continue the process because really what it is, it's coming down to our habits. And I will never be the person that says you have to sit and meditate 15 to 20 minutes a day. You should be doing this journaling. There is literally not one size fits all for everyone. And honestly, let's be real people barely feel like they have three to five minutes to themselves. But I just think it's like knowing that you have pockets of your time to really get centered. And I mean, movement can be through breath work. It could be through taking a walk, changing your clothes, clapping, yelling affirmations. There's just so many different ways to do it. And it's one way is going to resonate with someone else. That's why the process that I take people through, there's so many different things that like, you know, Maybe it's not like getting on the floor, flipping your hair, but maybe it's that visualization for you. Maybe it's that walk across the floor that like you feel so good at doing. Yeah, I love that because there are, I mean, I think that people connect with different modes of, of 
tapping in or expressing themselves. And so, and I have read books that are like, oh, do it this way. That feels very black and white. And there are so many options and in variables and moods that you might have from one day to the next. So what feels good one day may not the next day too. I agree more. Yep. So let's talk about the summit. You're going to be there. You're running a workshop. Can you give a little bit of insider tips, uh, knowledge of what's your workshop about? I know that I had posted something on Facebook and like yours kept popping up as the one that people were like excited to to get to. So can you share a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, there will definitely be movement involved. Um, I really like... I. I what I would say is someone's really going to connect with themselves and be able to like let go and make room for the new. And that I feel like that's the, if I could put it all in one. And I just think that's so important to do over and over again. So like, we'll do this together this time. And then maybe you'll take something back with you that you could teach to someone or, you know, and I just think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned over the years in doing this. It's, we don't just do it once, but I'm going to, be able to teach you some modalities that you can take with you to be able to do that over and over again and have I fun. That. That's the best part. Like I remember having, um, <laughs> I get a lot of videos and messages after the fact of certain fun things that we do together that people will be at the grocery store. Like, and just looking at shopping differently, looking at walking down an aisle differently, being able to put your phone away and just tap into your energy, like your sexual energy too, of being a woman, like it's a real thing. And I think we shy away from it, but no, you can stand in your beautiful woman energy and power and it just be amazing for you. It's strutting a little bit, teaching them yeah. how to strut. <laughs> there used to be a whole like, practice session in one of my dance classes on like walking. Like all we did was just walk back and forth and back and forth and like the different ways and your shoulders and yeah. And I always say I'm like, if we are lucky, we're walking every day. Like how how beautiful that we we have our legs and we can walk. So what can we do differently to just show some gratitude for that and have fun? I love it. I'm so excited to have you join us. I'm so excited to have you break out some moves at the summit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll get you up on stage. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. My my dress is a little confining, so I'm not going to be able to like do some of that stuff. (laughs) But I can't um, wait to see it. It's going to be a blast. So how do we connect with you? Everyone who's listening needs to go follow you because you are an absolute like delight on social media. Like it's just fun. Your energy is fun. And you're actually like, if you, if I don't know if you planned this, but you're sitting in front of like this mirror that has like this halo around your head. I was on a a podcast last week and they said the same thing. And I was laughing like, that is so funny. I'm so, So I'm I'm just going to keep it forever now. (laughs) I would. So, all right. Where, where do, where do people connect with you? Um, I'm mostly right now on, um, on Instagram or social media, Tara, Tara Romano. And then I have all the links to anything I do via email and online there as well. Awesome. Final question for you. What does winning mean to you? Ooh, winning means to tap into my intuition and do what feels good to me rather than lo- what looks good to other people. Oh, that's a good one. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Tara. I can't wait to see Thanks. you soon. Fun chatting with you. Such a pleasure. That's a wrap. Please subscribe to the She Who Wins podcast so you'll be the first to know about every new episode that drops. 
Until next time, and remember, she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins.